None of these are guarantees that you won't go out too fast and ultimately blow up and stagger in and miss your goal time. Right? Been there, done that. Have several t- several of the t-shirts. Episode 1137 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Best of ish edition. Today's quick tip, don't blow up on race day. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show. Today's episode is loosely sponsored by the free giveaway of a free custom training plan that uh, I do each month. And don't look now, but we're, uh, you know, it's almost time. It's almost time to pick another winner, seeing as, you know, as this episode comes out, there's about a week left in the month of March 2023, which means that uh, in April of 2023, uh, we'll be picking a new winner. So if you're listening to this, now's the time to get yourself entered. The odds will literally never be as good as they are right now. So if you haven't gone over and entered yourself into the giveaway just yet, what are you waiting for? Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. You can also get your name in the hat via the homepage, Dizruns.com. One way or the other, it's the same process. Both places, you enter your name, you enter your email address, bada boom, bada bam. You are in it, and then you have a chance to win it, and you're automatically re-entered each month. So you don't need to do this month by month. Do it once, good to go from now into perpetuity. At least as long as we keep doing these giveaways, which uh, not for nothing, no plans on stopping anytime soon. You get yourself 16 weeks of coaching with me, not half-baked, not one-size-fits-all, not copy-pasted, and good good luck to you. Uh, it's the same level of coaching as you'd get if you signed up for a, for a training plan with me. Um, 16 weeks can culminate in a race, can be just a, a 16-week kind of refresh, get you started, whatever, whatever, you're, whatever you want it to be, that's what it can be. Uh, Dizruns.com slash giveaway, once again, is the link. Dizruns.com, you can also enter there. And uh, good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor to channel that one movie. Uh, Anyway, today's episode is the best of-ish, second best of-ish in as many weeks. Don't usually do back-to-backs, but seeing as this was originally part of a a series of episodes that were released in October of 2016, originally this was episode 325, excuse me, episode 325 from October in 2016, and uh, if you're new around here, you know, that basically what, I guess you don't know. If you're new around here, I'm going to tell you. If you've been around for a while, you know you know what we do with these Best of Ish episodes. Um, but basically, they're episodes from back in the past that uh, more or less copy and paste the blog post, take a fresh stab at the audio. Sometimes the audio more or less is, you know, there's a lot of overlap between the original episode and, uh, you know, the new take. Sometimes, you know, life changes, the perspectives change. I learn a little bit. Maybe I've, I've experienced some things. Maybe I come at it from a, a, a quite a bit of a different angle. I don't know one way or the other. Um, this was, like I said, an episode from seven years ago, almost six and a half years ago. And, uh, it seems like a good time to talk about it with spring races starting to be in full swing. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the goal of, uh, some, some PRs, maybe potentially, maybe that's a goal that you might have. Um, and that can be tricky to, to avoid going out too hot and, uh, blowing up before you get to the finish line. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that that's not the ideal way to, uh, to, to run a race yet. It's something that many of us, myself, absolutely included have experienced um, maybe more often than I care to admit. So, so how do you avoid it? You can't prevent it completely. I wish you could. I wish I could come up with uh, an absolute foolproof way to say, just get after it on race day with no concerns about blowing up. Obviously, 
being well-trained, that's helpful. Um, with more experience and just more, more years of mileage and consistent training under your belt, you get a little bit more of a buffer, but, but I don't care if you run a bajillion races or if it's your first race, there is a risk of blowing up, going out too fast, expending too much energy too early, and then, uh, struggling in to the finish line. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about a 5k, an ultra, anything in between, Pacing yourself, especially at the beginning of the race, is tricky. Why so? Well, I, I think there's a few reasons. I think I think one of them is just the fact that you know, typically, if you depending on again, depending on how you're training, but typically you probably tapered a little bit going into the race, right? Like you got the bulk of your training done, you know, a couple few weeks before the race day, before before race day, and you know, you've you've run a little bit since then, but you've cut back on your mileage, cut back on the intensity. You're trying to rest and recover, make sure your your legs are are fresh and ready to go. So like you're feeling good, right? And so you know you're you're feeling good. You're you're ready to throw down, um, and and then because of that, or at least in part because of that, the start can be tricky because maybe you've got spectators, maybe you've got bells and whistles. You know, depending on on your race, maybe you've got fireworks and music and and all kinds of craziness. Um, there's just a lot going on in the the race, the race start atmosphere that can lead to you going out a little bit hot. You've got fresh legs, so it might not even feel like you're working very hard. But you know, if you don't know my story of my first marathon, I'll save you the whole the whole rigmarole. But basically, my goal was to run, you know, about a nine nine thirty pace for the first marathon, uh, for you know, for the for the whole thing, and I think about a mile and a half in, just because of some of the excitement, because of the 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 atmosphere, other runners, et cetera, et cetera, I glanced down at my watch and I was doing like a seven twenty pace. Needless to say, not ideal. That race was not ideal for a whole a whole host of reasons. Happy to discuss that with you if you're interested. Um, it's been covered a few times various places over the years. Um, but I just, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was walking. I thought I was probably at 1030 pace, 720, just excited, just going out crazy. And it can, it can happen. It can happen. Um, especially if you get in with, with other runners, you know, that are, that are, maybe they're not going out too fast. They're just going out at the pace that's appropriate for them. And maybe your goal pace isn't quite the same as their goal pace for any number of reasons. The start, the start of a of a goal race, a big race. And again, it doesn't even have to be. And I say a big race. It doesn't even have to be a big race. It could be your local five k. The starting line usually of the local five k, the church fundraiser five k. It's a little bit more chaotic, you know. There's people there. There's there's blowhorns. There's 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 spectators. There's all the people that are running the like. It's just the starting line of a race is tricky. And I think if I'm if I'm honest, that's something that I didn't realize. I certainly don't realize that before your first race, right? Like you just you just don't you don't know what you don't know. But I don't know how long it took me, how many races I had to uh, kind of blow up in to kind of realize that, like, oh yeah, the starting line, whether it's a Disney race or not, it's still a thing. Now again, Disney takes it to a different level with the fireworks and all the things, um, but a lot of a lot of big city races do that. Um, but but again, even the local the local 5K, the starting line it's a little bit chaotic. People going out hot, you don't want to be one of them. So how can you avoid that? How can you try to mitigate the risk of tapered legs getting the better of you, the atmosphere, the festivities, the excitement of a start of a race getting the best best of you? 
Um, how do you how do you race hard but race intelligently? Try to set yourself up to finish the race stronger than you started. Not now, I say that, and in theory, and, and maybe you've heard this before, some of you, if you've been running for a while, the idea of a negative split is like this this oh type of thing for a lot of runners. And the idea is that you go out, you run the first half of the race a little bit slower. You pick up your pace over the second half and end up running the second half faster than the first half. That's the negative split. In case you don't, in case you don't speak fluent runner, which is okay. None of us spoke fluent runner when we first got started, so it's it's all well and good. Um, in theory, that's a great way to try to race. Doesn't always work all the time, and and in fact, and especially as you get more experienced, different courses, things like that, it might not even be the best strategy for you. Might not be the best strategy for every race that you run, even if it's a good strategy for you sometimes. Case in point, and not to throw anybody under the bus, but I have an, an athlete that I coach. We've been working together for a few years now. And uh, the first couple races, and she, she doesn't race often. So it's, you know, over the course of a couple few years, we've only had probably three or four goal races that, that she's run. Um, but the first couple races, like we put a big plan together and, and you know, try to be at this point, at this mark of the, the race. And, and um, the last race that we run, I was just like, so I get a feeling that that giving you a good solid plan probably doesn't work real well. So we, we kind of went into it with with a less of a plan because she's not the type of runner who does real well holding back. Again, your mileage may vary whether negative split is right for you. For her, it's clearly not. That said, we still try to come up with a, a smart strategy for how to race so that you don't blow up too fast, blow up you know before the finish line, which is again not to put anybody on blast, but something that this particular runner. We've, we've, we've done, been there, done that a couple times. We're trying to avoid that as much as possible going forward. So how do you do that? Whether you're trying to negative split or not, how do you keep yourself from going out way too hot and potentially blowing up towards the end? Again, no guarantees that these will work a hundred percent of the time, but to borrow a line from uh, a terrible movie, but one of my favorite lines from any movie, maybe not from any movie, but from Easily my favorite line from the movie, 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time, and that is to script the start of your race, and then, of course, sticking to the script. So this is something that, again, with this particular athlete that I mentioned just a minute ago, we don't do this anymore, but for a lot of the folks that I coach this that have had trouble with going out too fast in a race, this has been useful, and it's certainly been useful for me over the course of some of the races that I've run that have really gone pretty well, is to have an idea for the first you know, and it, obviously it depends on the distance of the race. Um, might be the first 5K. It might be the first couple miles. Obviously, if you're running a 5K, it might only be the first half a mile or three quarters of a mile. But to have have kind of a, 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 a time goal for the first part of the race, potentially that's slower than what your goal pace might be. So... When I ran my my half marathon PR a little over a year ago, not to make this all about me, but just to give firm examples that I can actually give details about without, you know, betraying anyone's confidence and sharing any of their specific information. Um, my goal was to run 145, sub 145 for the half marathon, which I believe is about an 8:30 pace, plus or minus, whatever whatever it exactly is. I knew it at the time. I think it's 8:30, 8:34, or something like that. Um. For the first mile, I would like I'd like to be faster than nine minutes, or I'd like to be right around nine minutes, um, because I knew that if, that the, the start line scenario it's congested, it's chaotic, easy to go out too fast. So if I set my target for the first mile at nine minute pace, and ended up being a little bit faster, if I ended up at eight forty five pace, hey, 
we're still good. I've ended up being at 830 pace, which was definitely faster than I wanted it to be, but it's kind of right in line with goal pace anyway. Really not that big of a deal. But if I had set the plan to be to go out for the first mile or just, just to run even splits the whole way to run that 834 pace or whatever exactly I needed the whole way, ended up running a, an 8 eight flat out of the out of the gates because of the excitement and the tapered and the fresh legs and yada, yada, yada. Well, that could have been trouble, right? Especially if I would have gone faster than, like if I would have gone 730, man, now we're, now we're, we're digging ourselves into a hole that might cause that blow up. So by setting, uh, setting a, a target range, and again, for, for marathons, I usually do like 5k for myself, kind of where do I want to be about three miles in. Um, but give yourself a target that's far enough out that you get past some of that initial excitement and, and craziness of the start that keeps you kind of reined in a little bit. Then of course you got to stick to it, which can be tricky. Um, but if you're trying to do that, then, then that get, gets you past the excitement, the adrenaline, all the things, then you can kind of settle in. And you know, if, if you are a little bit slow in terms of goal pace out of the, out of the gate, it's okay. Again, provided that you don't try to, to, that you don't stick to the slower pace for too long based on your goal. So like, you know, if you're doing a 5k, you don't want to be like, and your goal pace is whatever to, to run a 25 minute 5k, which I don't even know what the pace is for that. What is it? Somebody tell me, not that you can tell me, but whatever it is, let's say it's, it's eight, eight minute pace. I don't think it is, but actually that might be pretty close. Whatever. Let's say eight minute pace for, for the 5k will get you under uh, 25 minutes or whatever it actually does. I just, I just kind of worked through that ridiculously, but I think I got pretty close anyway. You don't want to run eight minute pay. You don't want to run. Maybe, maybe you want to say, you know, that first mile, you want to be somewhere between eight Oh five and eight fifteen. Give yourself a little bit of a buffer, but something that you can, you can get back over the last couple miles, but you don't want to say, let's be at eight fifteen pace for the first two and a half miles. And then we'll try to claw back 45 seconds over the last half a mile of the 5k, right? Like, like you don't want to go with that for too long, but something short and sweet to get you past the starting line, to get you past the excitement and the wave of adrenaline is, is not a bad option if that works for you. Then of course you need to stick to the plan. You need to, to, to watch your watch a little bit. Um, I, I, I think I said last week, don't be a slave to your watch. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in that. I think being a slave to your watch can get you, I don't want to say it can get you in trouble, but it's not ideal. That said at the beginning of a race, a race where you've tapered a race where there's excitement, a race where there's other runners that are going out maybe too fast or at least just faster than, than where you want to go. It's easy to get caught up in all of that nonsense. So for that first half a mile, for the first mile, don't be a slave to your watch. Don't just run with your head down, looking at your wrist the whole way, but keep a close eye on the watch. Use, use, if you're going to use a, a running watch, if you're going to use the technology, use the technology, use it to help you stay in check for that first little bit of the race, for the first half a mile of the 5k, the first mile of the 5k, the first, you know, 5k of a longer race, whatever, whatever, wherever you've kind of planned your script, use, use your watch to keep you in check. And maybe one of the most important things you can do. And if you've been running long enough and you've seen people do this incorrectly, maybe it's a pet peeve that you also have. It's a pet peeve that I have is lining up accordingly or appropriately I guess on race day. Now, again, if you're new to running, this is not a dig at you. You don't know. I didn't know. I made this mistake multiple times. Okay. You know, been there, done that, 
I know better now. I try not to do that, do the, do the wrong anymore. But a lot of times in races, they have, they have markers for, you know, if you're going to plan to run a, a whatever, either at goal time or goal pace, if you're averaging seven minute pace, if you're averaging, you know, two hour, half marathon, whatever, or if your goal is a two hour, half marathon, they kind of stagger the start or they have, they have organization to the start for, for where to line up so that if you're trying to run, you know, a two and a half hour, half marathon, you're not also lined up with the people that are trying to run a one and a half hour, half marathon, because clearly you're running at different paces, right? So there's a, there's a, and this, this is important for two reasons, but, but when it comes to, um, not blowing up on race day, you get around the people that are going to be running way faster than you. And again, it's even if you're trying to dial it back, it's pretty easy to get caught up in trying to keep up with the Joneses a little bit, trying to keep up with the people. And maybe it's unconscious, but you know, if you're around people that are going to be running a minute per mile, two minutes per mile faster than you, dang, it's, it can be a lot of effort and mental energy to rein yourself in. If you pay attention to signage and things like that around the starting area and you're able to see that, Oh, here's the two and a half hour group, or here's the, the 12 minute pace group or whatever it is that that's right for you. Of course it scales up and down, but these are the people that are probably going to be running about the same pace as me. It makes it a little bit easier to keep yourself in check early. And, and I, I would suggest if you're going through the, the idea of setting a pace range for the first couple of miles, that's maybe a little bit slower than your goal pace, line up where the people are that are running that, that for the, for the goal pace for your adjusted pace. That probably made no sense. Uh, so allow me to put numbers to it. If you're trying to run a two hour half marathon and that goal pace would be like nine Oh five, nine Oh six. If your goal for the first two miles of the half marathon or for the first five K of the half marathon is to run closer to nine fifteen, nine twenty. Maybe you line up with the two hour and 10 minute group or the, the pace group that's in that nine thirty range, because they're going to be starting out at the pace that you want to start out at. Right? So let them help you keep yourself in check versus, well, I'm ultimately want to catch up to these people, but I want to let them go out faster than me. But like, that's, that's more difficult. If you line up with the two hour group, that's going to be running probably relatively even splits potentially starting too fast anyway, because people make those mistakes, set yourself up for a better chance of success, a better chance of, of keeping it in check by lining up appropriately at the start. Again, none of these are, are silver bullets. None of these are guarantees that you won't go out too fast and ultimately blow up and stagger in and miss your goal time, right? Been there, done that, have several, t- several of the t-shirts, but I can tell you both from a coaching perspective and from a, my own running perspective, you give yourself a better chance of not blowing up when you script the start and then stick to the script. Maybe give yourself a little buffer where, where again, that's where you've got a, you've got a range. And that way, if you're a little bit too fast, you're still not faster than you want to be. Works out well. Keep an eye on your watch because what you're, what you're feeling especially with all the excitement and the environment, the atmosphere may not be what is reality and reality has a way to catch up to you on race day. So, so keep an eye on your watch, line up appropriately, give yourself the best chance of not starting too fast, no matter what the environment is, no matter how many spectators, no matter all the bells and whistles and the fireworks and the music and the, this and the, that, um, because blowing up on race day sucks y'all like it sucks. 
You put all the time and effort and, and into training. You want to go for it, but you want to go for it intelligently. It's an in, it's an inexact science. It's definitely art, but it is doable. Ish, doable ish. So good luck, good luck. If you've got a spring race coming up, hopefully you can start strong, but not too strong. Finish stronger and have that day that you're looking for. And hopefully, maybe some of these reminders are useful. So uh, let me know if you have a good starting too fast and blowing up story because Lord knows I've got I've got one real good one. That first marathon was a dumpster fire, um, but I've I've done it I've done it more than once. You know I've got a few other stories I can share. Um, but, uh, curious to hear yours if you have one, hopefully you don't, but if you do at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on Instagram, you can also share what you do on race day to keep from going out too fast. How do you keep yourself in check? I'd love to hear it. Um, also shoot me an email. If that's, if that's more of your speed, disruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today. Disruns.com slash 1137 dot slash one, one, three, seven, Memes, GIFs, comment section, all the typical things in the blog post for today. Let me know you're blowing up too fast, blowing up too fast. No, going out too fast, blowing up at the end stories or how you keep yourself in check at the start of a race. Always looking for suggestions for myself and as a coach that I can share with other people as well. One last call for the giveaway today. We got it. We got a new winner coming, coming soon. Early April, I think I think the exact drawing date will be like April the second, but you got to be in it before April first to get yourself in to this month's drawing or next month's drawing or whatever the next drawing, as this episode comes out. But of course, like I said, you listen to this in in April, in May, somewhere. Hey, there's going to be another drawing, and your odds are as good as they're going to be. So get yourself in the drawing for a free, custom made, specific to you training plan with feedback, with updates, with adjustments as needed. Uh, disruns.com slash giveaway is the link disruns.com also will get you there uh, one way or the other get yourself in it have a chance to win it may the odds be ever in your favor and with that we'll go ahead and wrap this one up know somebody that's got a big goal race coming up hey go ahead and hit that share button sp- sp- spread the word help them to hopefully avoid blowing up on race day and until next time y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh we'll talk soon all right see you <laughs>